What's going on, guys? What's going on? Man, it feels like it has been quite a minute since I seen you guys. Quite a minute since I talked to you guys. I feel like I'm running like a lie. I feel like I'm running around with a chicken with my head cut off. We're all over the place. There's so much stuff going on. I'm gonna take a minute and just breathe. I'm gonna take just a minute and breathe. I'm not at home. Obviously, we're not at home. We're not in the typical studio. We're not in the office at the house. Um, we're at uh, we're in Kissimmee, Florida, at the Kissimmee chain. I'm actually in the tin house right now. Uh, there are uh, all the tin guys spread out all over the place. These guys have all eaten and, and done different things and uh, and and gotten ready. Uh, the tin invitational is now over. Mr. Alan Sweat, a local out of Florida in his first ever live KBF event, won it and won his way into the tent house. We will get into more of all of that stuff later on, but big shout out, Alan Sweat, putting up 166 and three quarters inches over the last three days. Derek Brundle did a phenomenal job of trying to keep the house, you know, the house, trying to keep the house as just the 10 guys uh, with his second place finish at the 10 Invitational trying to keep everybody out. Uh, he got beat by five inches ultimately, but he proved to himself and maybe to the rest of the 10 house that, uh, that he's here to compete and that he's here to play all the other guys that fished the 10 invitational Derek Brundle beat them. So it's going to be very interesting to see these guys have eaten dinner. They walked in and seen all of their swag. You guys make sure that you go check them out on Instagram, follow them on Facebook, check out their socials, see some of the swag that you guys, these guys have had in and what they're doing. I mean, it's so funny to kind of kick in and see. Uh, I mean, you know, right now, Brad Case is walking by. Uh, you know, we got Ken Wood in the house. You know, all of these guys, Matthew Scotch, Russ Snyders, on and on and on down the list. It's incredible to see. So um, uh, we're not we're not necessarily going to talk too much, too, too heavy about the 10. I know that's what's hot and that's what's going on right now. But we got Iconelli coming on the show tonight and going to have some conversation with him. Obviously, that's a big deal. So, so we're going to pick his brain a little bit, of, not only about Kissimmee, but about what's going on in the kayak community, what's going on with the Ike, uh, the Ike Foundation, and what he's doing with his own tournament events over there. Um, so lots of, lots of moving parts, lots of cool things going on with the show. Let me, guys, let me give you guys a quick sales pitch before we bring Mike on. Uh, here's what I need you guys to do. I want you to go in and share this up and let everybody know that we're fixing to go live here on the weigh-in. I want you guys to weigh in your thoughts and opinions, ideas on what you've seen going on and on and in and around the 10. Uh, secondly, I want you guys to go in and smash, at, after you smash that share button, I want you to go in into the comment section and let us know where you're watching from. You guys know that we love seeing that and we like having that conversation and seeing who's chiming in from where across the globe. Uh, it's just really, really cool to see. There's a ton of things going on. This week really has kicked off the entire kayak fishing um uh tournament trails uh obviously is the launch for kbf this coming weekend is the hobie event i'm sure that we'll talk about that with iconelli of course you guys saw him at the at the toc events up there where he was with um uh you know jody queen who was the winner and i think jody ended up in 10th place today i think jody ended up in 10th place so jody made the top 10 here uh not not quite enough to to get into the house but uh but i think jody's still running around getting ready for big bass and then, uh, you know, and then, of course, what Bass has got going on, you know, in just a couple of weeks, uh, Bass kicks off their first ever, their inaugural season of their tournament trail series. Jody Queen finished in seventh, Queen finished in seventh place. So there you go. Those postings are there. I know there's some confusion on on Corey Dreyer being in third and where it is on the list. 
you guys know there's a 24 hour period of, 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 you know, for judges to look at different things. Uh, there was some tourney X, uh, uh, you know, opportunities. These guys are fishing all over the map or spread out across this, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, spread out across the place down here. So there, there was a lot of, uh, of opportunities making sure fish got loaded. So, uh, you know, there, there's, there's that 24 hour, uh, period where, uh, where we can make sure that we got all of our ducks in a row and our eyes dotted and T's crossed. Uh, we got Brian Thomas in the house. Uh, Gene Wilson, what's going on, darling? How are you? Brad Cody, Spencer's in here. Jake McCormick, what's going on, brother? Uh, Jake, what are you doing in in in, in Missouri? I, I, I thought you were I thought you were a Texas boy. Paul Benson's in the house. What up, Paul? Big love to Cash and Rods. If you guys saw that, uh, super super proud to uh, to have myself and Corey Dreyer and Jody Queen. Those two guys are hammers. I don't know how I got roped into that mess too. But uh, super, super pumped to uh, to have just signed on with Cash and Rods, along with uh, two of my brothers in arms, two of my uh, two of my vet uh, uh, veteran colleagues, and and big, big hammers in the sport, and Jody Queen and and, and Corey Dreyer, uh, and all of us taking on the the, the Cash and uh, uh, partnership over there. Thank you, Paul Benson. I know that you were instrumental over there. Um, that's a guy you guys should be checking out and following as well. Jeff Isham. Uh, Jeff, you're up in Seminole. How's the fishing been up there, guys? I know a bunch of you guys are up there at Seminole getting that stuff done. Uh, Paco talking about the drone shots. Thanks, man. We had a lot. Really, it was a perfect kind of storm yesterday for those drone shots to really kind of play into effect. We went out to Big Toho Marina, and uh, and and the stars just kind of aligned. The 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 air was good. It wasn't. It was overcast enough to get good footage of the, the drone. And uh, we had a good enough cell signal that we could do that. You know, obviously, we don't have all the bells and whistles that uh you know the mlf and 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 those other companies have uh but uh but we do the best we can with what we do with what we're doing you guys know i preach it all the time on my show and all of my shows in that uh in that it's it's uh, it's phenomenal to uh to try to grow this sport and try to get uh you know try to show folks why we um uh tr trying to trying to get this community growing and uh and and and, and showing people you know i always say it i say it all the time Above everything else, I'm a fan of this sport, and 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 ever since the KBF NC two years ago, I feel like I'm a drunk dude in the sport, and I'm walking around trying to get everybody else to take a shot. And so it's been really, really kind of cool to kind of see, uh, you know, how these things have gone down and how this stuff works out. So, um, hey, what do y'all grab bundle for me? Somebody, somebody grab uh, uh, Rundle. See where he's at. See if we can get him on camera. Have him come down here. He just left down here too. We got to get the kid too, guys. If you guys haven't seen Dylan, Dylan, Dylan cut his hair into this little this little mullet thing. I mean, it's not quite a mullet yet. It's close, but yeah. Oh, the guys are saying it's past Dylan's bedtime. That's man, that's brutal. That, I tell you what, you guys want to see something funny? Hang out with Brad Case and uh, and 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 Dylan in the same house and and watch. You know, there's there's almost three generations difference between those two human beings. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious to see to see how that rolls out. Brundle, come here, dude. I want to talk to you for a minute. Come around on this side over here. I'm going to let – we're waiting on Mike, guys, to kick in here. So I want to talk to Brundle real quick about his day. Uh, you're not going to be able to hear yourself, but that's okay, bro. You can chip in here. What's up, buddy? What's up, brother? How are you, man? Great, man. Great. The last time you were on the show, we had some we had some internet in between us. We did. We did. This is a lot more personal. How's pre-fishing been for you? I mean, obviously good, right? Decent, yeah, decent. Yeah. Tell us about your catch today. What was your big fish today? 
big fish today was 23 and a quarter inches. Um, it was uh, absolutely phenomenal. I uh, was running up a weed line or a reed line actually, throwing a chatterbait and uh, I was pulling the chatterbait out of the water and the fish are usually hitting it right in that last foot coming up to the kayak. And I happened to be looking down and I went across a bed and it's the first fish that I've seen on a bed and it was like that. Uh, it was like that wide on the back, it was amazing. Um, so I, I moved, I moved off to the side and I hit the, uh, pinpoint GPS on my trolling motor and I sat there and, uh, I threw a Senko in there about probably, I don't know, it felt like 15,000 times, but it was really only just, you know, probably 30 minutes. And then, uh, I threw a chatterbait down there trying to get it to, you know, swipe at it, whatever. Finally, I saw a fin start to, um, do a little flutter. So I picked up my drop shot rod and. 10 pound test and I threw it in there. The rod went boom. She tested that 10 pounds, didn't she? She went straight for that reed line. I grabbed the rod in one hand and the spool of the reel in the other hand. I figured if she was gonna break me off, I was gonna dump her first. Um, and as soon as I did that, she turned around like by the grace of God and swam right out into the open water. Now, are you, in, are you, in, are you a net guy? I am a net guy, absolutely. Okay, so you, so you, yeah. net, you were able to net her? After a little while, yeah, yeah. Took a few minutes. I went to net her the first time, and I thought she was just calm down. But you missed on the net the first time. No, attempt. no. I, as soon as I grabbed the net, she, I think she saw it, and then she just screamed the drag. Oh out. my god! It was, gosh. it was horrifying. That's gut wrenching. Gut wrenching. Contest, and I'm, you know, I, I was, and then she got got her back and grabbed the net and. She went in the net and it was like, I sat down on the deck of my kayak, put the handle of the net on the thing, put my foot on there and I might've cried a little bit. Feels like eternity, right? I it, mean, it was incredible. Was easy it was incredible. It was my, it was my personal best. Um, when I say it was probably about nine pounds. Um, now I love that. Now touch you, you said at the award ceremony that you feel like it's bad luck to carry a scale. So you don't carry a scale. I never carry a scale because what? I mean, so I, tell me about that. that. Is, I have two superstitions and I realized this today. I know the other day I said, <laughs> I have one superstition and that one superstition normally is on the way to any tournament, I drink a Red Bull, just a small one. And then at 10 AM, I crack another Red Bull and I drink that again, just another small one. It's the only time I ever drink them. I don't know why. Uh, I started doing it a while ago. Shout out Red Bull. Y'all need to get on this. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So two Red Bulls per tournament. Um, I've got two in the truck ready to go for tomorrow, but, um, I never carry a scale because I think that it's bad juju. I don't know. Like I just, it is what it is. I don't know. I don't catch any fish at all hardly. <laughs> and I carry a scale. So that might, I might have to change my pattern of what I'm doing. Take your scale, throw yeah. it in the dump, catch some big fish. Uh, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to check in on that. We'll have to check in on that. Let me see if I can get fluke master guys. Thanks so much, man. Now Thanks, you're brother. fishing for your share of $30,000 tomorrow morning, right? Uh, no, not not thirty thousand. I was so fishing for the Brundle Bundle. No, tomorrow. Oh yeah, take that home. that's right. If you guys were familiar, go back and check that out. But we'll check in on that stuff later on. But you're right. You're fishing for the Brundle Bundle. Yeah. You've already beat every guy in this house in a tournament once this that's week. That's correct. I mean, like, let's just call it yeah. like it's called. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, you've I, already beat everybody in this house this week. I don't do a lot of talking. Well, I say that I, you, I figured, you didn't beat Alan, and Alan's well, in the house now. True, but I beat everybody that said they weren't going to. I got you. Guys, Fluke Master's in the building. Let me see if I can talk him into coming over here and talking to us. Uh, come, come and set in on us for a minute. Uh, I, Mike, thank you so much. 
Uh, Ike and Ellie's coming on now into the green room real quick. Let me come over here and talk to Gene real quick and kind of get a, like a synthesis of his day. And guys, before we do this, let me kind of take a minute and explain to you guys kind of what's been going on down here. Uh, and I'm going to be kind of solemn here for just a second. Um, Hoover, the big man, Chad himself, uh, Hoover's wife um, had uh, had emergency surgery earlier today. And uh, and Hoover had jumped on a plane. Uh, guys, y'all know how much Hoover puts into this community and how much he puts into KBF. Uh, you guys, if you, if you if you pray, I ask you guys to do that. Uh, all we know so far is that she came out of surgery uh, well. Um, but, uh, you know, as with everything else, it's family first. And so, you know, it was a big undertaking. You know, this is this is arguably the second biggest event in, in kayak fishing. And, you know, Chad left a lot in, in, in my hands. And, and luckily, no offense to you, but luckily you didn't win the event today. So you're able to come in and co-host the rest of the weekend with me. Yes, yeah, my cond condolence prize. I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Guys, I can always hear I can always in the green room right now. Real quick, boss man, tell us about your weekend and how it broke down before we bring on Mike. Um, I decided to fish this tournament a week and a half ago, and I spent probably 24 hours researching. And if it wasn't for my research, I would not have any fish. And I, I did pretty good. I, I did really well. I pitched. Pitched my tent on the bank of the lake. I decided I wanted to fish. I, I take old GI shower every morning and and go fishing and and led up until noon today. You were leading all morning, dude. I was utterly pumped. And I'm telling you right now, like we were talking like in our in our ten text group message with mm -hmm. the ten guys, like no one wanted to see you walk in the door. No offense to Alan who walked in the door, but no one wanted to see you hey, come in and compete. There's Mike. In the yeah, there's room. Mike right there. Let's see if we can get Mike on here and get and have some conversation yeah. with him. You're not going to be able to hear him. All right, guys. Uh, you, this is Mike Iaconelli. You guys need no introduction. I'm trying to play really cool, but inside I'm like, it's Mike Iaconelli. Uh, it's Mike Iaconelli. Let's get him on the show here, guys, and have some conversation with him. Uh, you know, him and Gene have both been fishing pretty much, you know, since, you know, since Moses' days, right? <laughs> so, I mean, these guys have got years and years and years of experience, but let's bring Mike on and have some conversation with him. It's going to kick you out, yep. uh, out, of, out of frame there. What's going on, Mike? How are you, sir? How you doing tonight? Oh. Let me see if I can get hey, some mic. No, I got him right here. I got my mic. He normally mutes the person. No, I don't either. How are you there, Mike? I got you now. How you doing? Can you hear me? I got you now, buddy. How are you, sir? Good. I remember when I used to hang out with Moses. I you know, Moses was a good guy. You know. <laughs> he said. He said. I remember when I hang when I used to hang out with Moses. Now you two guys have got some history. Y'all done some filming and done some stuff. I mean, you guys. You know, this this is a small fraternity of anglers. I've got history with him. He doesn't know about. Oh, so flip your so I can hear him. Um, so Mike, the first time you ever shot a promotional video for uh Bass University was at iCast with Bass Resource. I was the guy behind the camera, and the and two years before that, you were fishing Clark's Hill in the Dick's Sporting Goods uh boat, the green boat. Yeah, and you let me climb up in your boat. I was a nobody, and we talked for about thirty minutes while you were getting stuff ready, packed up, and ready to go back to the hotel. And it, I mean, that's how long I'd known you, and you crazy. didn't even know that. It's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's, dude, that's, we've worked together several times. I love Bass University. Actually, it was one of Bass University's seminars that JT uh, Kenny gave, and you guys put it on Bass U TV. And I watched it last week, and I used those techniques to do good in this tournament that I fished the last two days. Wow. Isn't that that's cool? Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that's Outstanding. Awesome. I, I, I had them out. 
I love to hear that stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Appreciate it, brother. All right, Mike. What's going on, boss man? How are you, sir? Good to see you. Uh, doing good. Doing good. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good, dude. It's been busy. It's been a grind out here. I know that you're always grinding. I know that you know you're on the you're always on the run. You you obviously you've got that energy. You've got that sweat about you. But uh, I mean, you were even packing up just a few minutes ago when we did the little pre-interview. Uh, I mean, what, what's what's going on, man? What's 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 new in life right now? Yeah, it's uh, you know, we're right now we're in the mode where we're switching from doing a lot of promotional stuff, a lot of speaking engagements. All that's going to sort of end. And now it's going to change to the other part, which is the actual tournament fishing. So, you know, it's a lot of prep. I mean, uh, you, you know, honestly, I've been preparing now for about six to eight weeks, um, yeah. nonstop, nonstop. And, and, you know, like a lot of the guys in the kayak world, you know, when I leave the house, when my truck and boat leaves the house, I don't get home until like June. So it makes packing a challenge because I have to have everything mm -hmm. in my truck, in my boat, uh, spare rods, spare lures, clothes, uh, maps, you know, spare electronics, everything I have to have. So, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of preparation, but, uh, you know, when you do it for six or eight weeks, at some point you're ready to go. And yeah. I'm excited. You, you've been, I mean, you've been tournament, tournament fishing for, I mean, close to 20 years, right? A little over maybe. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. at this, at this level. So, I mean, you, have you, has it, has it gotten easier? Have you found a rhythm better? I mean, or, or is it every year it's new and, it, and, it, and it's exciting and it's fresh and it's like, it's go time yeah, again. It doesn't, for me, you know, it, it doesn't get old. Fishing doesn't get stale. It doesn't seem complicated or like work it's something i love to do um over the years you know i i think i've refined things a little bit the process of preparing the process of practicing and even the process of tournament fishing i think i've got a little more dialed in on you know what to do to be successful but you know what gene gene just said a good thing which is you know we've been doing this a long time but i'm still learning I still learn. I, you know, I was at um, a Hobie event this fall, you know, as a spectator, getting to watch, getting to listen. Yeah, you were up at the TOC, a phenomenal event that yes. Hobie put on. I mean, you know, Jody Queen was able to take that. Matthew Scotch, who's here in the house competing in this event. Matthew yeah. Scotch took second place there. Phenomenal event up there. Yeah, you can never, never know enough. And so yeah. I'm always, always trying to learn. And even though, you know, I'm 23 years into doing it full time, um, I still am a student and I still like that part of the sport. I don't want to know everything. I want to keep learning. You know, I want to keep getting better. Yeah. Well, I, I want to touch with you, uh, touch base with you because you have a ton of experience on the Kissimmee chain of lakes. I yeah. mean, I did some research today and going all the way back. I mean, I, I think 2000 was the first real big, pro tour that I could find where you were on Kissimmee. Uh, you know, the, we, we've got, we've got 12 guys in this house that are competing for, uh, for, for their share of $30,000. Although the payups up here, payouts on the screen here real quick. These guys have, have been prepping in these guys that are on the screen here. We did, they did their own interviews. Uh, we, we did, they got their own hour and a half podcast with us over the last couple of weeks. These guys have been able to tell their story. They all have pre-fished for the past week. Um, these guys launch tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. and fish for two days. Their best 10 fish 
and for for over thirty thousand dollars in cash and prizes. And Mike, this is a no entry tournament. This is there's no entry fees into this event. Uh, what's your best advice for Kissimmee for these for these guys here? If, if by crazy chance one of these guys doesn't have a game plan together. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's amazing. I'm looking at the payout right now, and it's awesome. Uh, so exciting to see kayak uh, kayak bass fishing, kayak fishing get to this level. The tournaments, it's amazing. Um, best, you know, best. I'm sure all those guys already have a game plan, so I'm not I'm not telling them anything they don't already know. But um, Kissimmee is a very very interesting lake because it's got all florida strain bass in it and a florida strain bass is a different creature it's not a northern strain it's not a smallmouth. it's not a spot uh, a florida strain bass is its own animal and you know that there's good and bads to that um the good is they get really big when they're biting they're biting um you can find groups of them but the bad and this is what these guys will really have to keep in mind is that a flood you know I, i'm from new jersey and a northern strain bass if the temperature drops five or ten degrees they don't care they bite even better sometimes uh, but a florida strain bass is very fickle when weather changes and that's you know a slight cold front gone from sunny to cloudy gone from calm to windy those little changes can instantly disrupt the area, the pattern, the bite that you've been on. So uh, one of the keys in Kissimmee is to have multiple patterns. And, and you know, that, that would be from shallow to deep and, and different kinds of bites. That's so key because you're going to see a change, you know, throughout the day even. You're going to yeah. see a change. These guys, these guys, um, seen, it. These guys seen it today. These guys have seen it all week long. You know, that, that sun starts coming out and that water heats up and that afternoon bite has been really pivotal. Even the even even Alan Sweat that won it today, you know, he caught his he caught his last couple of fish in the last 30 minutes of the tournament today. And then, you know, closed everything down and hauled butt to weigh in to check in so that, you know, so that he could he could win it. And like I said, and then he won his way in. Uh, yeah. I want to put I want to put you on the spot, Mike, on the spot, Mike. In all of your years of Kissimmee, is there a is there a a, a, a moment or, or something that happened on the water or a win or a victory or something you overcome? Is there a memory about uh, that you've had on Kissimmee that stands out above others? I mean, my biggest memory is coming in second place. Um, you know, a long, long time ago, I think it was either my rookie season or my sophomore season. I came in second place to Shaw Grigsby. And he was, he was one of my heroes growing up. He's uh, a master of Florida fishing. And to be able to come in second behind him was, was honestly a big moment for me at that time. And it was also a big moment because I've always struggled with Florida strain fish. And that, that sort of was a breakthrough tournament for me. Um, you know, it was just a great example of what we just talked about, which is I fished four days back then, a four-day tournament. And every day I did something different. I think the first day I caught him on a spinnerbait and a rattle trap. I think the second day I caught a punt, a cold front came in mats. It's the only way I can get a bite. And then finally the last day it started warming up again, and I caught almost every fish on a hard jerk bait, including one that was almost nine pounds. 
Um, so that that's probably my highlight on the Kissimmee chain. Uh, but on any given cast, you can legitimately catch a 9, 10, 11, 12 pounder. Absolutely. You cannot go very you cannot go very many places in this country and say that. So that's a uh, fact. That's a fact. Everybody fishing has to be excited by that possibility. I got you. I got you. Well, guys, if you're just tuning in, welcome to uh, welcome to the weigh-in. I'm your host, Scott B- Scott Butcher. Uh, Mike Iaconelli right here needs no introduction. The MLF pro, the seasoned veteran, 23 plus years of being a pro angler on the circuit, uh, and and we're having some conversation about Kissimmee, about life, about kayak life. Uh, I, Mike, that's where I want to steer next, boss man. If you yeah. guys are just tuning in, drop in in the comment section. Let us know where, where you're watching from, and please go in and smash that share button. Let everybody know that we're weighing in right now with with the man himself, Mr. Mike Iaconelli. So y'all make sure y'all get that done. Smash that heart button. Smash that thumbs up button. Uh, Mike, I want to shift gears and talk about the tournament tournament scene in the sport of kayak fishing. I mean, obviously, you know, this is a KBF branded show. Hobie has come in now with their second. They're 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 kicking off this weekend just north of here, up on Seminole, in their in their in their in their sophomore season. Bass now has thrown their hat into the ring, and they're kicking off a, a Thursday tournament right before the classic, and offering guys in plastic boats an opportunity to walk across that classic stage that you yourself have been on. Um, and then obviously with KBF, with the payouts and the numbers that KBF is doing and the growth that they've had with, you know, with everything going on with the KBF team, there is opportunity after opportunity across this plastic boat community. I want to know boss, man, your thoughts on it and kind of, yeah, because you've been fishing out of a kayak for a long time. I, I think it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I think it's great. Um, you know, the good analogy and what's happening in a kayak tournament world right now is what's happening in the big boat tournament world right now, which is more circuits, more money. And the bottom line of that is more opportunities for new people to get involved in the sport. Yeah. You know, speaking from my side of it, you know, there's a lot of people that are down on all these new organizations. You know, BASS, now Major League Fishing, FLW, another circuit starting up. And you hear a lot of people talk about negative, negatively about it. And I don't get it because, to me, it's an amazing thing. Competition's great, and it has more avenues, more venues for people to get started. You know, the old guys like me, we're going to age out of it. We're going to age out of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the old guys. I, you don't, you don't believe for a second. I'm going to, sorry. You don't believe for a second. You're an old guy. Do you I, feel I'm it? I'm kind of old. I'm kind of old, but, but you know what new circuits do new opportunities It provides ways for new young anglers to get involved. And that's what we need. I think the same things happen in the kayak world. Um, you know, what Chad started is amazing. And that tournament circuit's amazing, but, I don't think people should view these other circuits as negative. It's oh, a very, no. very positive, positive thing because it's going to let new people experience. A hundred percent. I think just like you guys have in the basketball world, we have that, that, that three to 5% that, 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 that feel like it's negative and that want to bash. But for the most part, I mean, 90, 98% of the kayak community is just that. I mean, you know, we have, we, you know, our event last year, the 10 event last year, we had two guys literally sharing a school of fish to go one and two. Wow. You know what I mean? The art, yeah. This whole thing is, is about community. I mean, these guys yeah. coming into this house and seeing this brother, and I've heard you talk about it on Ike Live, that cult-like mentality. You, your guys, y'all referenced that on Ike Live before. 
yeah. that cult like mentality that these kayak anglers do. We are. We're very passionate about it. We're we're very we're dri- we're very, very driven. We're very community focused. But like anything else, Mike, that when when the community gets bigger, we're very tribal as as human as human nature, right? Yeah. So I, I think what we see is is when the when the when there's a, enough people to, for there to be now smaller tribes, you kind of get that. But but across the board, uh, you know the 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 we've got a ton of hobby guys, you know that that are fishing KBF. We've got a ton of of, of you know of of the other brands fishing Hobie. And, you know, and obviously with Bass throwing their hat in the ring, who knows what that's going to do and what they're going to draw with Bass being, you know, you know, the Bass has hosted more tournament events than anybody else in, you know, in, in fishing. Yeah. So seeing a lot, seeing a lot of growth, you know what I mean? So what, 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 what do you think the advantage is for folks coming into the sport? What advice would you give folks that are on that brink of, do I want to get a kayak? Do I not? I mean, you've been doing it for a long time. I'd love your advice, Mike, to somebody that could be watching, that wants to fish, but may not, but may be unsure about getting into the kayak game. Yeah. I mean, there's a few pieces to it. You know, the one piece, and, and I want to start by saying that if somebody's on the fence because they're nervous or they're scared or they don't think they can compete, um, don't, don't feel like that. You know, you only live once life is very, 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 very short. Uh, you know, with, with, with what we've seen the last week with Kobe Bryant, uh, with Absolutely. Bars, with, you know, life life is so short. Um, if anybody's watching and they're on the fence about it, if that's your dream and your passion, man, go do it. You know, go do it. Um, don't don't look back 20, 30 years from now yep. and say, I should have tried it. You know, yep. I, I want you to do it. You know, the great thing about kayak fishing and kayak tournament fishing is the process of getting involved in the process of competing is a lot easier and a lot more doable. And I love that. I love that, that, you know, the common man, the regular guy, that's a really good fisherman, but might not have a hundred thousand dollars for a truck and a, and a bass full size bass boat. He doesn't have 50 grand for entries. This is a way to satisfy your desire to compete. And this is a, this is an easier way to get started. So, I mean, I, I want everybody to try it if you're on the fence about it. And here's the other thing. We are on the front line of a movement that's just growing. Kayak fishing ain't gone down. It's not going backwards. It's It's honestly, I mean, the numbers are there. It's factual when I say that it's the fastest growing segment of fishing period. And it's also the fastest growing segment of the kayak community. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you, you go to ICAST five years ago, you know, there's a kayak here. There was a kayak there. ICAST last year, there's literally a kayak in 90% of the booths, man. It's really impressive to see. You know, yeah. we, you know, we, we, and we've seen so many of your guys, you know, we, you know, Dave LaFibra came in and won and, you know, and won an event up on Lake Erie at his home. You know, we had Jordan Lee get it with the native series come out and, you know, and I think he, I think he took ninth or 10th place in that series. You know, I know, you know, you, you've been hosting and we're going to get into that. You've been hosting your own tournament trail. I, I know that there's, you know, at no point would you ever leave the big basketball world, but I mean, do you think there's an opportunity for us to see Mike Iaconelli fish a, fish a, 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 a a kayak tournament? I think it's going to happen a lot sooner than you think. Uh, you know, I, I looked at the schedule this year, and the great thing about Major League Fishing, which that's the full tour that I'm fishing this year, is by August, that trail is pretty much done or just petering out. So it frees me up in the fall, this coming fall, September, October, November, 
to be able to cherry pick. And, and you know, and again, I if anybody's watching and listening, <laughs> I do not expect to go enter these tournaments and win. I, I, want, to, I want the experience. You're a big I, Torquedo guy, though. You're a big Torquedo guy. You could come in and get on some of these with the Torquedo. I, I could. I could fish with the Torquedo. But, you know, the experience for me would be really, really big. Honestly, the, I've only fished one kayak tournament in my life, and it was a mano y mano. It was Chad and I fishing head to head. The 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 beard shaving debacle. Yes, that's the only tournament I've ever experienced. So I actually want to. I want to enter one of these legitimate tournament. I want to compete. I want to. I want to experience it. I want to um, see the highs, the lows. I want to see the whole thing. And and again, not as an expert, but as a student, as a student myself. You know. Is it something that you think you'll you'll make known that you're coming to do and, and make a spectacle of because you're Mike Iaconelli? Or is it something where you think you'll sign up the night before and, and, and slide in at a boat ramp somewhere and just wait and see what happens? That's a good one. You know, I, I, I haven't thought about that. I actually, I, I did think long and hard about jumping in the uh, one at the Bassmaster Classic as another way to get me on the stage. Even though <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that, I mean, I mean, what MLF is doing is absolutely incredible. I mean, you guys, I mean, I, you know, obviously you guys are in your second season as well with what you guys are doing. I want to touch base on that. You guys go down for the BNW Stage 1 on Lake Eufaula in just a couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, are you ready? I think I'm ready. Uh, you know, the great thing about Major League Fishing is um, it's more of a tournament where you have to fish by the seat of your pants. And it's the nature of that event because you have to catch so many fish. You know, so history, spot fishing, having one area, that that tends to not work as well. And pattern fishing works really well and because of that you know i'm i'm going into these major league fishing events with a really open mind and i'm trying to fish the moment and and that's that's a really tough thing to do on a place you've been i've been like you fall two or three times but i'm going into this tournament with an open mind i don't know if i'll fish lower lake mid lake up river i'm not saying i'm gonna fish i might fish super deep i might fish in an inch of water I really want to go out and let the fish tell me what to do, get a couple bites doing something, and then expand on the pattern. All my success in Major League Fishing has been based off of that theory, fishing the moment and pattern fishing. So that's that's my goal this year. I'm going to fish free, fish the moment, and hopefully have a good season. Well, Mike, I want to pick your brain on something that MLF has really kind of brought into the forefront, and it's something that the kayak community has been doing for years. Obviously, we don't carry live wells. We're a CPR-based for those of you guys, if, there, if there's boat fans watching because it's Iconelli, I'll explain it to you real quick. It's CPR. We call it catch photo release. What it is is we take one of our catch boards, which is, a, which is an identifier. You can use others, but most of us use a catch board. And, and you, lay, you lay that fish out on the, on, on, on the board, and it, it's, got, you know, it's got all the lines on it for your measurements. You snap a photo of that inside, of, inside, our, so, inside our software, whether you're using Tourney X or iAngler or whatever, you know, whatever that tournament series is running at the time. And uh, you snap that photo, and then that, that fish goes right back into the water. MLF is doing that this year. I want to know your thoughts on that. I mean, obviously, you're an outdoorsman, and, and you guys care about what you're doing on the water, but what what, is, what has MLF seen, or what are you guys talking about behind the curtain, if you will, on, on, on protecting the bodies of water, getting the fish back, not, you know, not spending all day with fish in a live well, moving them back and forth? How have you guys just seen that behind the scenes? I'd love to know your thoughts on that, Mike. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the future of the sport long term. Uh, you know, the resources is, uh, is only so big. 
you know, a lot of these lakes and reservoirs were fishing. When you look at them, they were they were dammed from the 20s to the 50s. Well, guess what? They don't have those projects anymore. There's they're not creating new lakes. They're not creating new waterways. So you have to be conscious of those things. Uh, ecology, conservation, um, you know, cleanup. All those things have to be on your on your radar. Major League Fishing, like what you guys do, is great because it's, you know, a almost immediate release of the fish. Uh, their mortality rate, you know, dead fish or dying fish goes away almost totally. Um, it, I think it's the best thing for the resource is to fish in that style. Um, with Major League Fishing, you know, we weigh them, we put them back. They're instantly back in the water. That's such a good thing for that resource. Um, you know, I, I look at the high school kids. I look at college kids. I look yeah. at my own son. I was going to say, I mean, you, you're, you're a father yourself. So, yeah. you know, having those resources sustainable for the future is super important. Super important. I look at my son. He's nine and he loves it. His name is Vegas. He's ate up with it. He loves it. And it's in the know, blood, though, right? I mean, he, can, he, can't, he can't help it. It's in the blood. But, you know, you have to be conscious of that to have i want him to have what i experience when he's ready to tournament fish himself or if he's ready to fun fish i want him to experience that so you know cutting down on the dead fish the you know towing around in your boat all day you know releasing them under less than I ideal conditions it's helping the fishery for sure absolutely absolutely well well mike i want to talk a little bit about about the ike foundation and a little bit about your tournament series and what you're doing and, 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 and what, why, what, what is the Ike Foundation? Let's start there. Start simple. What's the Ike Foundation? The Ike Foundation, you know, about, about 10 years ago, we started brainstorming, um, you know, how we could give back in a bigger way. You know, we've, we've been fortunate in our career, my wife and I, that, you know, we've been able to give back to a lot of causes, a lot of charities. But you always want to spearhead something yourself. And, you know, when we started thinking about what we wanted to do, my background in learning how to fish in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania was, it, I just kept, it just is, it's a part of me. It's a part of who I am. And we see so many kids nowadays from what we call non-traditional areas, um, whether it's an urban center, a city center, a part of the country where fishing isn't the norm. Uh, we see so many kids that do not experience the sport. Um, you know, they don't have that connection with nature, you know, so that that became our footprint for what the foundation is. And to make it as super simple as I can, we try to get new kids fishing. That's our goal. We really focus in on, like I said, untraditional areas. We focus in on kids that, that don't get to experience it through family or on their own. And, you know, we try to we try to hook them for life, you know, and we're not trying to create all professional anglers. We're just trying to get kids to enjoy the outdoors, to experience it, to have fun. And, you know, I think nine times out of 10, if a kid has a good experience fishing for the first time, he's going to want to do it again as a teenager, as a young adult, as an adult, as a father, as a grandfather. He'll want to do it again. So, um we're real proud of this thing, you know, and it's, it's growing. It's unbelievable. The success we've had all across the country in big cities and small cities, getting new people, getting kids involved. So the foundation's been great, but as, as kayak fishing grew, we knew 
that that had to be a part of our foundation as well. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like, hey, this kayak thing's growing. I love kayak fishing. We got to keep it separate. No, no, no. How do we mold it into this? And I think three years ago, we started a kayak event in conjunction with our celebrity pro-am event. Correct. And the kayak event is, you know, the main focus is to, to generate some uh, PR, to generate some income, and to get positive momentum on getting new kids fishing. So it kept growing. Year two, it grew. Year three, last year, it grew. But it's really turned into, I mean, it's really turned into quite a quite an event. I mean, you guys, you guys had our own Ron Champion, you know, who, who uh, let's shout out to Ron Champion. Ron, the, the house that we're in now is the 10 house. Ron co- was a co-champion with Corey Dreyer in the first ever inaugural 10 event, you know, five years ago. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Ron's, you know, obviously a founding member, uh, you know, of the kayak fishing community yeah. and probably as close to, you know, to a Mike Iconelli in our sport as there is. I mean, Ron Champion is just that it's in the, it's in his name. He's a champion, you know, I mean, on and off the water oh, yeah. in, every, in everything that he does. Phenomenal guy. But I mean, you guys have really had some competition in your in your tournaments over the last couple of years. We've had a lot of great competition. And, you know, the thing that was loud and clear after last year's event is the kayak side needs to be its own event. It yeah. deserves to be its own event, you know? And there was, you know, we've got a guy that works with us, Charles, that's a, he's, he's a kayak head as well. And he's kayak fishing longer than I have. And we sat down at a table after last year's event. We said, man, this, this, this is getting so big. This is getting so much momentum. It's got legs. This needs to be its own event. So I'm so excited that in 2020, instead of being a part of the Celebrity Pro-Am, it's its own event. And it's uh, the Ike Foundation uh, kayak event, kayak tournament. It's September 26th up here in North Jersey on a place called Lake Hapakong. It's one of New Jersey's largest lakes. Um, It's a great, great venue uh, because we're going to be able to draw from a bigger area. Um, It's a massive lake. It's got largemouth and smallmouth. It's got deep to shallow fishing. If you like docks, weeds, if you like structure fishing, it's got everything. The other thing it's, is this event's more than just the tournament, you know, and, and we really pride ourselves on putting on a bigger event. So you're going to see a registration, a banquet, a dinner. You're going to see a great weigh-in. And then, of course, we're going to be doing an Ike Live um, after the weigh-in. So, you know, we, we want to... We want everybody to feel like family. We want everybody like what you guys are doing. We want them to hang yeah. around. Well, it's the kayak know. community, right? I mean, we, you know, yeah. it, it is family. You know what I mean? You know, even yeah. even that other three percent, right? That we, you know, it, it is it is family. It's very much that community feel, and I and I love how you guys do that. I love how y'all bring all this stuff together. And and now we're we're going to touch on this again. And actually, hey, what do you guys bring me, Dylan? We only all send Dylan down. I want to introduce you to a kid here in just a minute, Mike. But but before we bring Dylan on and and and, and I want to I want to I want to let you talk to Dylan for just a second. I want to I want to tell you about who Dylan is and what he's doing because he's a kid in the house. Um. Uh. But what 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 you've done in this little tournament series has has really really grown. Uh. I, I mean, is this something you think that you'll see? Uh, you know, with all that you're doing with the with the prizes and 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 all those opportunities. Now you guys tied in some stuff with the Hobie Worlds, right? Or we did. Yeah. The first, uh, first three years of the event, we tied it directly to Hobie worlds and, um, Dylan. you know, this year 
we we still, of course, we have Hobies involved. Uh, they're participating. They're yeah, absolutely. But this year, we wanted to make it even bigger than that. We wanted to we wanted to really up the ante. And you're going to see a lot more prize money uh, involved this year. You're going to see a lot more prizes from a lot of the sponsors. Uh, it's going to be a big event this year. So, and the other thing is, we wanted to really say loud and clear to all the participants that this is an event if you own a kayak doesn't have to be a hobie it could be a bonafide correct absolutely it could be a bonafide a native a pursuit i don't care if you got to go to tractor supply and buy yourself a plastic boat right this is an opportunity there and now mike correct me if i'm wrong but you guys are capping this at 130 at 130 kayaks right and you guys can go over to iangler i'll drop all those links in here right now as a matter of fact brad's already done it you guys can yeah. go in and follow Brad Cody's link when the show's over. Follow Brad Cody's link, and, it, and it'll pull you right in. You can go ahead and get signed up. I think you're doing $100. Uh, uh, it's, in, it's, in the, it's in the write-up, but I think you're doing $100 uh, if you sign up for early entry, and then I think it goes up to 125 at some point. All that's there in the iAngler information, correct? That's right. Yeah, go to iAngler. You'll be able to see all that. It's $100, I think, till the end of April. Uh, and here's the other thing to keep in mind. It's going to be a great event. There's going to Absolutely. be great prizes. There's, it's going to be prestigious. But here's two kickers to it that I want to make sure I say. Okay. The one is I'm fishing this event. I'm whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So for 100 bucks, signing up early, I got the kid. We're going to talk about this, but I got the kid sitting right next to me. There's a 15-year-old in the house that's waiting to just dying to get on to get on here and talk to you, right? But for 100 bucks, we can fish against Mike Iaconelli? Yes, come fish against me. Come fish against me. And for the top 20 guys that beat me, we have bonus prizes set aside. So I'm inviting everyone to come try to beat me. Because I, I know this lake. I know this lake. So you got to come try to beat me. So I'm, I'm like a regular Joe fishing this tournament. But here's the second thing. A regular Joe. Wait a minute. No, hang on. Slow down, Mike. Hang on, Mike, you <laughs> slow down, bro. Really, you think you really think twenty guys can come in and beat you on this body of water? I hope it happens. I mean, I, I the competitor in me does not want it to happen, but the human in me really does hope it that, happens. That now, that's my next question, Mike. Can you can you let the Ike Foundation take over and you get in that boat, or when you put that rod in your hand and it's competition? I mean, you're not going easy on these guys, right? Like, I don't think you have that oh, in no. you. Oh no, I'm definitely if if. If they beat me, they beat me because I'm not going to go easy. I, I, I can't. It's not in my nature to do that. But here's the other thing I wanted to say, and this is even more important. All of the proceeds, all the money that we make from this event 100%. is going toward getting kids fishing. So, you know, I I, I, I want, you know, if, if, if you're thinking about it, if, if you're in the tri-state area, if you want to come travel to a great event, come up. Have a good time. Come compete, not just for the prizes, not just for the camaraderie, but to help get kids involved in fishing. So I, I invite everybody to check it out. That 100%, everything you just said is, is absolutely uh, more than enough reason to go and, and, and fish this, this event up in New Jersey. Saturday, September 26th, it's the Ike's Foundation 2020 Ike's Kayak Tournament. Uh, they're only taking 130 competitors. You guys can follow Brad Cody's link in the description box down below and, uh, and get in on this thing. Uh, like I said, flat out though, guys, there's an opportunity here to uh, to to fish against Iconelli 
at his home on his own body of water. They're um, they're they're in New Jersey, and uh, you know it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else to see, something else to be a part of. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, uh, we we lost Mike there. We'll see if we can get him back here just again to kind of wrap this thing up. Uh, unbelievable opportunity to uh, to go out and do some fishing over there. We'll see if we can get Mike back here in just a second. Um, but beforehand, guys, I want to. I, I got I got Dylan over here next to me. Dylan, bro, slide in over here, man. Now look, if you got you got all you get all you KBF guys and everybody that follows the way in, you guys already know Dylan. You've already been a part and seen of who we call the KBF kid. But what they may not know is let's see. I mean, what you're 15, right? Yeah. 15 years old. He came to this event. Show him this haircut. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that, guys. I mean, you think it's working for you? Oh, yeah, it's working. It's working for you. Oh, it's working for sure. Now you <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Now, you're in this house to compete. You're in this house to, 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 to set a stable for yourself. As far as I know, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the only guy to win two pro events this year, right? I think there was two or three other ones that won. Okay, two pro so events. I could be wrong there, but it, but you won the first pro event. Yep, came back in a few weeks later and won a second and the won a second pro event. Mm -hmm. I mean, you 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 feeling right at home, right? You're not rattled. You're feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. Feeling confident. I got you. I got you. All right, we're getting we're getting Ike back on now. Ike, what I was explaining to you, man, is 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 right here is Dylan Fuqua, uh, who, who's in who's in here with us. This is this is a 15 year old hammer, Mike. Yes. 15 years old. He yes. won he won the inaugural KBF event earlier in this year, the inaugural KBF Pro event. He won it. He came back in a few weeks later and won his second pro event. Grinded all year long with the help of his dad, who's driving him all over the country. Because he don't have a license yet, he won his first event at 14 years old. He's made his way into this house and is competing for thirty thousand dollars tomorrow over a two-day competition. I mean, what? I mean, like they don't build them like this much, do they, Mike? That, that's amazing. Uh, it's unbelievable. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Con congrats. That's amazing. I mean, the great thing about it is, I was, I was you. When I was that old, I was that passion. I had that same passion. I had that same drive, but we didn't have the outlets. We didn't have this outlet that you have. So, uh, what an awesome time to be into it! What an awesome time to be getting involved in the sport um, at such a young age to be competing, to be beating guys that are 10, 20, 30, 40 years your elder. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome. And they're, is, they're, the the elder in the house is Brad Case, who's got him by I think forty four years. Yeah, um, you know he's the elder in the house. But Mike, what I wanted to show you was look at this greatness at fifteen years old. Look at he's yeah. rocking the mullet going on. He's got the lines. I mean, you can't yes. you can't teach awesome, right, Mike? It's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Back in my day, I used to have one too, so I like it. <laughs> I appreciate it, Dylan. Yeah. Thanks so much, brother. Yeah. Good luck Thank tomorrow, you. man. Good luck tomorrow. Good, Good luck, Hammer. Yep. Good luck, Mike. All right, big man. I think that just about wraps it up for us, Mike. But, dude, I I'd love to roll out the red carpet for you, and I want to make the announcement now. We've already set this thing up. We're gonna once you once once the summer kind of rolls down, and you've got a little bit more downtime, uh, you're gonna come on and do the other podcast that I do, the Westbrook Wednesday Show. And uh, and we're actually going to give away an entry fee for your event, and uh, and I'm going to match that dollar for dollar. If we don't, if uh, hopefully I can't, 
because you've got 130 competitors already signed up. But but when you come on that show, we're going to give away an entry fee. And then if we if we have room, I'm going to come in and match it over the top out of my personal pocket. I'll talk wow. I'll talk about that with my wife later on, but I'll get permission, Mike. That's um, awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, and so and so, you know, we're going to have you back on the show on the Westbrook Wednesday show and uh, and be able to get, you know, have an opportunity for uh, for 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 you to come on and, and dig a little deeper. That interview show, as you guys know, um, uh, you know, really digs a little deeper, uh, you know, really talks a lot about about the angler and about their history and about who they were and what they were doing. Um, you know, we have a lot of fun with that thing. We're kicking off that Westbrook Wednesday show again here very, very soon. So uh, we lost Mike one more time. We'll see if we can get him back to tell him goodbye. Um, but guys, you guys drop in the comment section, drop down there, let everybody know where you're watching from. You guys know, of course, we're, uh, we're proudly uh, presented to you guys by Fish USA. They are America's tackle shop. Uh, we couldn't do this to, uh, with, without what they do. Uh, Fish USA has made uh, phenomenal strides in the kayak fishing community, uh, supporting anglers and, uh, and really kind of doing whatever it takes to, uh, to, to get guys set up. They've brought in gear and been at shows and done all these different things. So make sure you guys go to fishusa.com and check them out and pick up anything you need there. You guys know you can use the tackle your dreams code to save a little, save a little cash there as well. So, um, uh, you know, guys, uh, we got Jonathan Timmons still in the house, Paul Benson, what's going on, brother, Bradley Cody, Walton Doyle, uh, Gene Wilson is in here. You guys, Dylan, Dylan just walked by grinning ear to ear. Uh, guys, it's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity on the line here tomorrow with all of these guys coming into the house and doing what they're do doing, what they're doing. There's a, there, there's, there's a lot, a lot.